Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. What's up, everyone? Ty from Breaker Culture, proud member of the BenchClear Media Network, benchclear.us, to check out all the other amazing shows in our network. Um, this is episode 84. Thanks so much for joining. We have a great episode for you. But before we dive into that, let me first off to say I hope you and your family are healthy and that you're doing well and that you found this time to be rewarding for you guys uh, in your house as you've uh, had plenty of extra time to build relationships, to build those moments. And uh, hopefully you look back on this a year, two years from now, and remember some of the moments you got to experience with uh, your friends and, and family. Um, so let me just say that first off, I can already tell you though, we've had the, a lot of those tense, frustrating moments because we played every possible game. We've watched every possible movie. Uh, <laughs> you run out of options, but uh, it doesn't mean you can't find ways to enjoy it. All right. So today I have an amazing guest, one of my favorite guests to have on the show, Doug from Mojo Break. Doug is a veteran in the hobby. He's not old, but he's been around the hobby a long time and has been through the thick and thin of the hobby the last 15 years. And he is the perfect guy to talk to just about the current climate and the hobby and really what he's seeing from his perspective around group breaks and um, wax prices and the distributor issues and some other things that we talk about, even talk about a little, you know, some of the, the product stuff that's happened. But uh, great conversation. I can't wait to dive into it. We, get, we got into a lot of analytics today, which is good. And, and Doug was was a uh, was a trooper as I threw some analytics his way so you get to hear that but before we dive in to a couple more thoughts that I have let me just first say that we we've been giving away tons of boxes in the bench clear network um, every couple days I feel like we've been giving away a box we set aside about 20 boxes to give away over the next uh, four to six weeks and so I'm excited it's my turn I'm gonna be giving away a box so I'm gonna give away a 2019-20 contenders basketball box a uh, couple hundred dollar box right there. I'm going to give it away to anyone that fills out a review on any podcast platform that you use. I don't care if it's iTunes, if it's Spotify, CastBox, whatever you use. If you have a review up there in the next, we'll just say the next five days. So the, by the end of Sunday, it doesn't have, if it's negative or positive, it doesn't matter. If your name is up there, I will put it in a drawing. I'll randomize it on Twitter and I'll give away another 2019-20 Contenders basketball box Hopefully you can pull a Zion Green Shimmer Auto. Those are beautiful, but uh, I would appreciate that. It's always good to see your feedback on the sites anyway. Okay, I, I want to share a couple thoughts real quick before we dive into the interview with Doug because uh, if you're a Patreon member, you've seen some of the, the data that we've been putting out um, that just kind of demonstrates what's happening in the hobby. There's a lot happening, obviously, from shifting uh, money to new products coming out and the, the typical reports that we put out right from NBA player tracking pricing ladders baseball you name it we we put that stuff out there but over the last three weeks we've been trying to focus on some of the impact that the COVID-19 crisis is having on the hobby so that we as collectors can uh, can approach things the right way and so a couple observations that I just want to point out and um some of this might be a little bit redundant if you are a Patreon member, but I want to bring this up because I think it's important and it's it's helped me kind of take a step back and take a better better view of things. And, and I won't talk about things that we talk about with Doug here in a second, but 
it doesn't matter what lens you view the hobby through. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a collector, if you are a hobbyist, it doesn't matter. Um, mine is this idea of maintaining a profitable collection, but really at this point, it's important to know that everything, everything is up in the air. Um, so I think you have to be really nimble with the way you look at sports cars, the way you look at spending your money, because it truly is up in the air and you need to identify, um, what your approach is going to be. But with that said, there's been two things that have really stuck out to me as I've looked at the data and pushed out reports. And the first one, probably the most clear thing that I've noticed is that there's been a shift towards folks, investors, collectors, putting their money in stable options. And what that has meant is that I can see people starting to spend more money, yeah, more money on either players, products, or specific cards that they believe will have more value 12 plus months from now. And the, the way you see that is you look at everything, right? From a holistic perspective, you look at everything, but you look at specific areas where the, the hobbies pull back and look at specific areas where you've seen appreciation, but more so you look at volume and see where the trends are with volume. And you can see over the last three to five weeks, really since all the COVID-19 stuff started to affect the market, you can see a shift towards more volume and, and price appreciation in sealed wax. That's that's a it's a given. That's something you can very easily track. And that's a report I put out a couple of days ago on the Patreon site. You're also starting to see folks dump more money into vintage, into Hall of Fame graded cards. You've seen that with LeBron, you're seeing that with some of the um some of the curries, you're seeing that with um, some of those players that hang around there in all sports, but we're seeing a lot with baseball and a lot with basketball. The very stable players, um, the Giannis's, those guys who, the Kobe's, the guys that make sense that are not going to de depreciate and are a very secure investment. So you're actually seeing a lot of appreciation for those players, you know, 10 plus percent for a lot of them. And then lastly, you've seen a lot of people start to shift into low to mid-tier graded. So the, the interesting thing about that is, right, those players that you would be investing in that, those levels, those low to mid-tiers, we're probably not going to see significant price appreciation for 12 months anyway. Um, so if you were buying those for your collection or buying those to flip, you were buying them with the understanding that you probably needed to hold those for 12 plus months. Um, so that that to me is, is pretty interesting because you've seen those three things happen, which has told us very clearly that the money that's remaining in the hobby or pouring into the hobby is going towards the stable longer term um, commitments. So that's number one. Number two, and this is something that I've continued to bring up in podcasts is that hype fades value stays. And you see that very clearly on some of the high end stuff in 2019, 20. And you, you've seen that with even some of the, the hype stuff heading into the major league baseball season, right? You, you can point to the, you know, 2018 update Acuna, or you can look at the, any of the 2018 update rookies for that matter, Right, they were just rolling upwards on hype, and it was going to be nearly impossible for them to sustain those prices, especially when you look at a pop report. Not to say that's not the right buy, but there was so much hype wrapped, wrapped into that hype. If, you've, if there's any takeaway from what you've seen in the current climate, is that hype will absolutely deflate and fade when the economy pulls back, value will stay. 
Okay. So again, if you had the option, right? I mean, and, and this is probably the best example ever because you got Zion Williamson, PSA 10 silvers going for more than 99% of Hall of Famers, 99% of guys who are in the sport who are going to be in the Hall of Fame who have proven themselves for decade plus, and he's selling for more than them. Um, that that's a clear sign that there is way too much hype wrapped into his price. So you've seen some of his prices pull back. Not considerably, but I think you'll probably see it pull back even more. Um, and I don't mean to pick on Zion because I think Zion's potentially going to be one of those guys that you should be spending money on. But, um, but you're also seeing guys like, you know, guys in Bowman baseball. You're going to see a report. I'm going to put out a report on the Patreon site around 2018 and 19 Bowman products and some of the players that are standing out now versus when they were six weeks ago. You're seeing a shift and it obviously has nothing to do with performance because there's no one performing right now. Um, it's, it's shifting towards, oh shoot, it doesn't matter now. I basically need to think about this from a long, longer term perspective. Let's get those guys that I believe can be something in 12 plus months. Um, so oddly enough, right? Well, I shouldn't say oddly enough. If you look at this from any other perspective, you would agree that a, a situation like this creates opportunity. And what we've seen happen is that opportunities have been created in this sports card market because of the changing times and the uncertainty that everything is, is bringing into the market. So um, my two points in summary, there's a shift away from um, short term to stable 12 plus month um, investments. Um, and I use that term investment very lightly. Um, purchases, 12 month uh, appreciation. Wax, vintage, Hall of Fame graded, low to mid-tier graded, um, those things. And then, and then again, hope this sticks with you, but hype fades, value stays. It's the clearest way I can explain it. Um, whether you're building a collection, and in my case, trying to build a profitable collection, um, or you're just buying product, um, just remember that, that hype is not going to be your friend, especially right now. And um, again, everything is up in the air. Don't get don't get fooled by the last couple of days in the stock market and thinking that the economy is flaring back. Um, just be very careful, careful, be nimble, and approach things with uh, with a good perspective. Cool. All right. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Enjoy this conversation with Doug at Mojo. And uh, as always, go check out BreakerCulture.com or check out BenchClear Media at BenchClear.us. Doug, how you doing? It's going well, Ty. How's things going for you, man? <laughs> it's going well. Do you mean that? Is that an honest statement? You know, I'm a, I'm a glasses half full guy. So, uh, and uh, you know, I bought some Boeing stock, so it's put me in a good mood. So, oh, dude, no kidding. What was it? Mid nineties, <laughs> just two days ago. Yeah, it's up seventy percent today from 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 Monday. So seven zero crazy seventy percent. Yeah. I'm I'm actually confirming this because I, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so mad at myself. Uh, I actually didn't buy that much. I bought like twelve shares, so it's not. Really- <laughs>
really that much, but it's still, so you got to take the small victories in life, right? Especially during Heck these times. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's funny. We, uh, on the discord channel, there's a few of us that are kind of shifting money over to investing and we've all been kind of sharing stock tips and all that stuff. And Boeing's popped up a few times along with Disney and Starbucks and all the typical ones that are so undervalued. Today you've yeah, been rewarded. absolutely. I mean, Dan's been listening to uh, Mr. Portnoy over there off, uh, you know, over there at Barstool, who's become mm-hmm. Davy Davy Day Trader now because you know he can't really talk about sports betting. So uh, <laughs> he's been trying to give me some tips, and and I'm completely new at it too. So I mean, I've had some investments over the years, but you know, just kind of trying to dabble my toes in the water and try to try to learn this market. It's been kind of interesting. Ah, it's good. You know, it's funny. I think that's one of the the big silver linings in all this is that people are being forced to learn new skills because they have so much extra time mm-hmm. on their hands. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing to see. Absolutely. But let, let's, let's knock out the most important question. And that is what board game are you going to, sn- you're going to sneak into the trash once this whole COVID-19 stuff is done. <laughs> Which one are you just uh, totally finished playing? More so my kids' iPads, I think. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> make sure those Bluetooth headphones are charged. But uh, we, we bought some Operation, actually. Um, Ooh, you know, but seems uh, fitting. Everybody Very wants fitting. to. Everybody in my house wants to like cheat at it. You know what I mean? It's like, and I'm trying to keep it real. And it's like, hey, nope, you lost. It, 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 it vibrated. You're out. You know. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's a very underrated classic game. It is, and my kids are five and two, so it's not like we could play Monopoly yet. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of doing the simpler games. That's a fair point. Yeah, we've uh, we've had to bring back the whole Go Fish and you know Gin Rummy into the house, ah. and that's been. I'm just I'm just tired of seeing decks of cards. I'm just tired of decks of cards. Right. Are now? Do you do you let the kids win, or do you just you know you go full force? Oh no! Oh no! No. Well, that, the thing is, right? I mean, we our two oldest are nine and eleven, ultra competitive boys who who can actually beat you, right? So it's you have to try yeah, it, out, which go. is fun. Yeah, you can't let. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, everyone healthy? I'm assuming family. Everyone's good. Yeah, Nothing yeah. Crazy, just, those crazy you know, stories. Crazy, like stir crazy, like the rest of us, you know. Um, but yeah, everything uh, seems to be fine. You guys are on lockdown, right? Still? Yes. Yeah, shelter in place. We've been in shelter in place over here in the Bay Area, Santa Clara County, since um, last Tuesday. So, um, but, you know, we're all trying to learn. We obviously know that, you know, all the major stores are closed. The only things that are open are, you know, grocery stores, gas, uh, pharmacies, things like that. So, uh, you know, here for Mojo Break, we were trying to figure out because we're, you know, non-essential business. So we've obviously closed our shop doors, you know, as soon as soon as they announced it uh but we're trying to figure out how many people we can have in here we've only been doing one at a time so we actually sent all of our shipping staff home until they can come back so uh, uh i think i like i texted you the other day I, I you know me myself dan or the janitors the shippers the breakers and <laughs> you know having to well, so i'm working more now than i was prior to, to everything making sure everybody's packages go out in a timely manner and stuff like that oh no kidding i mean you started Mojo, obviously, right? You've you've done all those jobs before, and you've since outsourced them to new employees. But which which of those jobs are you least excited about doing again? Packaging, sorting. Uh, um, pro- yeah, that and uh, probably sorting on the bigger breaks, uh, and and um, international shipping 
is, it could be uh, uh, just because there's a lot of steps involved. You have to put mm. in commercial invoice and you have to, you know, it, so that that takes it's very time consuming. <laughs> so interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That is the stuff you uh, you take for granted. Yeah, I definitely appreciated uh, a lot of my guys that are at home right now. I appreciate that more than they know. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, let's let's shift. Let's talk about talk about a couple things. One, we'll get into some product specific stuff. But I'd be curious to know mm-hmm. we're, we've we've basically entered that fourth week of crisis mode across America. It's obviously different across different parts of the country. But what's your general view on kind of how COVID nineteen has impacted the hobby? Big picture type response. Um, yeah, I mean, for us specifically, we're still everything's still filling up. We're not doing enough breaks. So I think you know, at first, my first initial thought was not going to be any sports. How are these cards going to? How are people going to want cards? But I think mm-hmm. it's become on the breaking side of things. I think it's become entertainment for sports fans. Um, we've actually seen sports betters come in, come in and be like, "Can I do a case? Because I have this have this money that I normally bet on sports." So you know, so that's I think it's been the same but we've had to do less because we have less employees so ah. we're, we're we're probably down 50 percent overall on sales but only because we just can't we don't have the time in the day to physically sort and ship the cards fast enough so we don't want meet people our, our deadline is three to five business days so we don't want to overextend that by any stretch you know so we're very meticulously setting our break schedules and making sure that we can get those out on the time with half the staff gone so interesting. I mean, well, with seventy percent of the staff gone, staff gone. So yeah, as far as I can see, far as far as the, the the break customers, it seems to be fine. It's just we're now we're like trying to talk about Netflix and you know and uh, <laughs> that's you know, true. Uh, like you said, about board games or stocks or something because you just can't be like, <laughs> hey, did you see that game by Zion or you know, um, you know. It, thankfully, football's had some stuff to talk about, you know, because of the free uh, agent market point. and stuff like that. So, but. Um, yeah, we're like struggling to talk about stuff in the chat. There's been a lot, lot, lot more like quietness in the chat, you know, cause it's like, what are you gonna talk about? That's it. I didn't even think about that. The, the obviously the, the, yeah, fewer people working, that makes sense. But yeah, the lack, the lack of content to talk about is it. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I may, interesting. I may start doing karaoke or something during breaks, <laughs> you know, at some point. So, <laughs> well, you let me know. I'll be, I'll be tuning in for those for sure. Yeah. Um, so you said, you said everything, the metrics themselves look pretty good. Do you, are you are you noticing a drop off in traffic or anything, any concerning metrics that are starting to stand out to you? Not from our side. Okay. Um, like I said, the breaks are actually filling faster now because there's less of them. Um, so I think people are, are, are making sure that they have something to do, you know, entertainment wise. And I think mm-hmm. there's. I think we're at a good point in this hobby personally because I think we, we, we did have a huge bubble and it could have, we you know, we, we could – fair to lose some people i mean hopefully we don't but you know i think there's just so much, so many cards that people have that they're just not going to give up on overnight you know they're not going to mm-hmm. give up on guys are pcing they're not going to give up on these sports right now and right. it's 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 been an entertainment and i have like i said i haven't really seen a, a drop off uh, much okay are you seeing are you seeing folks focus on something a little bit different maybe a different sports different products that kind of surprise you yeah, I think whatever we put up, I think has become is, is filling. So I think that you know, the guys that maybe are like you know basketball, and there hasn't been a basketball release in a few. I mean, we had impeccable, we're still doing impeccable, but you know maybe guys are like, oh, I'll try out Inception or I'll try out um, hockey. I, I, we've got actually doing a lot of hockey breaks lately, so guys are just 
or just getting guys get into baseball, get into hockey breaks. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm leading you down this path because I sent you I sent you a couple of visualizations I want you to look at. You can pull these up. So right. for those listening, I um I pulled a a 32 day trend of both activity overall activity for basketball and baseball breaks on eBay and a, vo- a sales total sales and average daily sales trend as well. Okay. Tell I'm me when you got them about up. To, I, uh, so I got the daily volume. So he, so check that out. So, right. So that is the, that looks at both basketball, 2019, 20 products and baseball, 2020 products, all breaks, only breaks. And it blows my mind, but the trend is up in 32 days. You can see, you can look at, yeah, that, that's combined, right? So that's overall breaks right now. You're looking at, you're looking at basically a drop off for a couple of weeks and it's come roaring back the last, basically the last six, seven days. And we're seeing more activity this week than we were seeing to, basically at the peak, peak time end of February, mm-hmm. mid February, which is crazy to me. It is. Absolutely yeah, crazy to it me. is nuts. So yeah, I mean, this, this is what you're seeing, obviously and you're in, right? You, you're selling out your breaks. Yeah. Is- and I think you've also got to think that some, some of the shops that do a little bit of breaks, you know, while, but they, you know, like they can't now, obviously they can't do a shop. Right. So, you know, they're probably listing their inception, their mm. series one, their heritage. Right. So you're probably seeing that because they, they, they have to sell their products. So I think yep. that's my initial point of view on it. And um, I think the products early on have been pretty good from tops. So, I mean, Heritage, we sold more Heritage this year than we ever have. We sold, you know, you, you see me at the Million Card Rip Party, so that was a given. We sold more 2020 Top Series 1 than we ever have. So, I, I think the, and then Inception, like I, I was telling you off air, is that, you know, Inception's been a great looking product and it's, mm. it's providing the, like, the big hits at a lower price point. Interesting. Interesting. And, and listeners, I'll throw this up when we, when I tweet this out, but, Essentially, what's happened is you're you're looking at the daily volume is above where it was end of February by about five percent already after a massive dip in early March. Volume for basketball and for baseball is up, which is which is pretty cool. But real quick, look at the look at the other. Yeah, you know what I think. I was going to make one more point on the basketball yeah. portion of that. I think I think basketball's gotten. You know, no, no secret here, but basketball's gotten so pricey. I mean, we're buying, you know, wholesale select at like 400 or something dollars, right? A box. So I think baseball's become a sweet price point now compared to basketball. So yeah, well, well it's funny because those are actual numbers, right? You're looking at the average number of breaks that sell a day on eBay for basketball is like a 120 ish. But in baseball, people don't realize this like 700 breaks on average per day close on eBay. Mm hmm. I mean, a lot yeah. of those are player breaks and stuff, so that kind of inflates the numbers a little bit. But those are those are breaks, right? That's what's selling on eBay. Obviously, right? Absolutely. You're not selling on eBay, right? Some of the biggest breakers in the industry aren't selling on eBay, so you no. Forget yeah, about we, the we magnitude start, we, of baseball. Yeah, we started there, and believe me, I mean, at some point, we're actually moving into a new shop. Well, who knows? Now we've already signed a lease, but uh, who knows <laughs> when we're going to be moving in? But we're going to have a lot more space to do those kind of things. We're, you know, at some point, we'll probably dabble into that. You know, because it is a very valuable market where a lot of new customers come in. Um, right. They maybe are looking for one card and then they find breaks. You know, so yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, for I sure. got the other chart up now. 
So, so what that's showing you is the combined revenue for baseball and basketball breaks per day. So you can see that on the left side, it shows and for folks that don't know back in late February, we peaked at about $25,000 a day in combined break sales on eBay. And you can see that here we are March 24th is when I pulled the last day. We're at $35,000 a day. That's, <laughs> that's nuts. That's nuts. So we're we're essentially we're we're back to where we were above volume. Now we're uh, we're soaring past the average daily sales. So in, in other words, what that's telling us is that people are not afraid to to buy into the bigger breaks, the bigger, the higher price products. They're paying more. Mm -hmm. For those that are worried about yeah, the hobby, is that? And I was going to ask you, what's your th what's your theory on it? Do you think it's because more people are home, or are people cashing out stocks? I mean, what do you think it is? Yeah, I think there's a lot of variables, right? I mean, obviously having more product available, some of these products have come out in March and I think mm -hmm. having more options presents, obviously creates more volume. But I think you, you see, if you re, if you put a stock market chart, the NYSE next to this, I think you pr you'd see some pretty interesting parallels, right? When people have confidence yeah. in the market, they go back and they spend more money. And I think a lot of times they're jumping back into buying breaks and wax and high-end cards. It's crazy. Confidence drives a lot yeah. of what happens in the hobby. Mark market confidence. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's crazy, and you're you're right. If you look at the parallels, because it's about this about March nineteenth, I think is when I bought uh, Boeing. So <laughs> you know, and then you can see it's it's gone up the last few days. So, gosh, salt in the wound. You keep bringing up that Boeing. I'm still <laughs> mad about that. Well, <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I said, I always spent like eleven hundred dollars on it. So it's like you know, then you're then you're that guy that's like, if I only just dumped out all my money, you know, if I just would have <laughs> just taken everything out, you know. But that's just like you know everything else in life, right? That does well. You're like, if I, you know, you win a the World Series bet or something, and you only bet fifty bucks, but I would have only bet you know thousand dollars, you know. So <laughs> if only I would have bought every Prism Doncic, you know. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But anyway, so it's in, you and I were talking about some of the stuff happening on the Patreon side that we've been throwing out there, and a lot of it's basically these types of analytics. But there's two observations I, th I thought I'd bring up real quick because I think you're curious too. One, we've started to see a lot of money shift, or I shouldn't say a lot, a pretty good percentage of money shift from high end cards to low end to mid range graded cards, which I thought was an hmm. interesting trend. And, and to me, that just says, look, there, there's probably more risk in buying a, you know, $1,500 PSA 10 Zion than there is in buying, you know, a $400 um, Trey Young, you know, silver right. graded, right? So I think people have started to shift away from the super high end and put it into the middle, you know, mid range, which was, which was cool. Do you have a response to that? I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen some of the Zion's PSA 10 base. I mean, unbelievable, right? I yeah. mean, I think they're like, yeah. what, 500 bucks or something like that. Um, or uh, I think I've seen a buy it now at 500, but I don't know if that's, you know, more mm. sold at that price. But I, I quickly glanced last night and I couldn't believe that the, just a base prism PSA 10. And I think what people got to keep in mind, too, because I've, I've invested, I've got like five or six uh, LeBron Chromes, mm. 0304s. I have. Two base, uh, one refractor and one black refractor that I bought like two or three years ago, and you know they're they they were way up. I'm sure they're still still up. You know after the whole Kobe thing, rest in peace. But they they jumped the the the, the, the um, Lebrons. But you know one thing to keep in mind is that yeah I I, st I see one up there black refractor for twenty grand, 
it's hard to find somebody that has 20 grand. You know what I For mean? Sure. It's a lot easier to find somebody that has $400. So, yeah, you could look all day and be like, I have a $20,000 card. Well, who's going to spend, you know, the price of a car? For one card exactly you know it, it's harder to find those people yep no and that's just it i think that's that's what it boils down to right your, your market has shrunk considerably there was a stat the other day came out in the news where there's five hundred thousand less millionaires in the last month than there were you know early february like so many people have lost Jesus lots Christ. of wealth right it's insane yeah wow. insane um the the other stat that's interesting is that as we start to realize that the wax prices you kind of called this out earlier. Wax prices have done scary well. Like, in fact, most mm -hmm. of them have appreciated. You're starting to see boxes like hoops, 1920 hoops boxes have have appreciated like 30% in three weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the high-end money is not only moving out of high-end cards. It's it's shifting into things that they they still want to invest in the you know 1920 class and product. But they're doing it in different ways, like through wax which is yeah and I, I think sealed wax is obviously a good investment but you know and, right. and, and in terms of breaks it's like you know sometimes the market's so high i mean you know nt basketball comes out well whenever it does but it, it's you know it's already <laughs> what fourteen thousand dollars a case right i mean you know panini's gonna build those cases to be two thousand three thousand dollar you know retail cases they're not gonna be like oh just because the market's fifteen thousand they're gonna make it to be 15,000, you know what I mean? They're not going to make mm -hmm. sure that there's a $5,000 card in every case. It's not going to happen. So, you know, right. I think a lot of people are starting to go for the lower end because it's just a little bit safer, you know, because, you know, hoops, maybe you're spending $200 a box, but maybe you get two or three Zion rookies or a rookie of each guy, main guy. And, you know, you're not just, you're not getting burned by thousands of dollars, you know, you right. buy impeccable. And yeah, if you hit a Zion, you did, you do well, but you know, you're paying $3,500 a case for impeccable. And a lot of times the guys that are opening it themselves are, are, uh, you know, getting, you know, $500 in cards. And that's, that's where, you know, breaks are glorious in a sense, because you can spend only a couple hundred dollars and less yep. of your risk. Right. So, um, but yeah, for the wax, I can see that that makes sense that people are heading more towards the lower end. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know me, I could geek out on analytics all day. We're not going to keep doing that. Right. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thanks for endearing me looking at those two charts. Um, no, that right. was that was amazing. I'm glad I'm glad you shared that. I mean, that's uh, phenomenal. I've been like, you know, in these last two weeks, I've just been like literally in a bubble and I haven't had a lot of time to look at stuff like this. I've been trying to buy on eBay for our buybacks as much as I can, but I haven't had a lot of time like I used to being able to go on like your guys' Patreon or go on blowout forums and start kind of reading what people are saying. I just haven't had the time. So it's, you know, seeing this stuff is is pretty cool. Yeah, it's slightly reassuring, right, for the hobby because I, I was I was absolutely big time concerned four weeks ago. So it's mm -hmm. good, it's good to see this type of momentum. Um, all right, so I'm curious. You mentioned Inception. Um, I mean, we're we're what almost end of March. Is that mm -hmm. is? Would you say that's mm -hmm. been the surprising product of the year so far for you? Is Inception? Yeah, yeah. It just came out, you know, last uh, Friday, so it's only been a couple of days. But I, I've probably done like six or seven cases, and then. You know, we've gotten a lot of like Pete Alonzo's, uh, Luis Roberts in there, um, Trout's in there. We hit a Griff Griffey to five. So it just seemed like every case had just really solid hits. Uh, the cards, the autos are on card um, for the for the for the for the um, the non Jersey ones. Obviously, the Jersey mm. ones are stickers. But, right. um, you know, 16 hits a case. It's a seventy five dollar box. So it's, you know, affordable. And um, it's just kind of producing just 
good, good stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of big names in it, and they seem to be coming out. So, yeah, like, it's definitely been a surprise for me. I think the last couple of years, I mean, we had Otani one year, and then, you know, last year we had Vlad, but just didn't seem like there was enough around those guys to make the product kind of really be in demand and, and really produce uh, entertainment. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to, to love the aesthetics of Inception, right? But yeah, it's ultimately comes down to value for me. But they're, they're, they're yeah, it's coming. Around, in it's in impressive. The grand scheme, it's of, scheme of things, it doesn't hold. Right in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't hold a, a candle to Bowman, right? Bowman or you know even Topps Chrome. But you know, for the time being, without baseball being played, I think it. You know, it, you know, it's been a, it's it's been a great release so far. Got it. What what about basketball? What uh, what products have been surprisingly good for you this this season? And again, knowing that we only have six or seven to choose from, right? Yeah, I mean, we've done them all by by the case. I mean, Optic was really good. I think Optic had uh, Optic Hobby um, had the most uh, color that we've seen, even compared to Prism. Okay. Um, Optic Fast Break was really good as well. Uh, Fast Break over the you know before this basketball market heated up, we kind of like went, oh, you know, this is kind of like they're just making these disco refractors, and you know who cares? <laughs> but if you look at the secondary market, the disco refractors are it's going insane. for almost as much as some of the yeah. So it's crazy. So that's that's been a pretty good product because they don't make as much compared to some of the other SKUs. So I think you're getting a little bit more regular, regular, you know, color yep. coming out of those. Yep. And then you get the I think in the prism, you get the variation in every box, which is nice. And then the optic fast break just seems to be seems to do pretty well. Um I mean, we've been really, I mean, basketballs, we've ramped up our, our allocations for the last 10 years of basketball. So we've been we've been doing pretty well with with, you know, the demand of the product and. You know, impeccable was good. I mean, I wish there was more hits for people, but you know, there's there's some really nice looking cards for impeccable. So uh, we've been doing a lot of basketball. Beautiful. What's your thoughts on Crown Royal? Um, I think Crown Royale is a pretty good. I mean, I don't know what it's priced at now, but um, there's good value. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got the downtown inserts, right? So, you know, and you've got the only. I think my biggest complaint with that would be the uh, the lack of uh, uh, silhouettes. You know, mm -hmm. there's not a a whole lot of silhouettes in the product, like prime silhouettes and even silhouettes in general. But mm -hmm. I think for a medium level price point, um, if you look at last year's 1819, it stayed pretty affordable for a while until it was like it the only thing left. Yep. So I think bang for buck, it's probably one of the better ones. Hmm. Um, awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, that, that was actually with some positive and negatives, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I, I, you know, we're doing so many cases, so I always have a lot of opinions. So <laughs> I like opinions. It gives us something to talk about. It's funny because we we right. mentioned we mentioned uh, Crown. Is it is it actually Royale? Is that how you pronounce it? I always thought it was just Royal, but whatever. That's that's me being lazy, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe tomato, it's, tomato, it's, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly. an eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, it, it flagged as one of the, if you're looking at investing in wax, it, it flagged as the number one product to, to buy sealed wax of from our nice. analytics, which is interesting. It's, yeah, you're right. It's mid range, 165 bucks, but it's, uh, it's a surprisingly well on the singles market compared to $165 a box. Yeah, I could see that. That's, um, I, I missed the boat on the 18... 19 stuff because because it was fairly affordable on a wholesale level i think it was like 120 130 for a while and uh just I, I think we bought a couple cases like a case you know to do over the weekend not not like 10 right. to sit on you know <laughs> um and kind of missed the boat before it went up that's awesome <laughs> um yeah i mean 
you would be the guy though to take a swing and sit on 10 sealed cases <laughs> you know we mo we we've been trying to do it more but you know we we also as breakers you know we're one of the few that we break 99 percent of everything because if we're not breaking the hot product then yep people are going somewhere else mm. there's unfortunately a lot of breakers out there because they're getting you know they got one case of prism at twelve hundred dollars and then they sold it for four thousand to somebody blowout da us mm -hmm. and um you know they they just they made quick money um but at long term you don't have you're not satisfying 30 different customers there you know they yeah. could have 30 different teams so long term yeah you're making quick money but long term those customers are now going to go to the places that have that wax so, you know, a lot of times we're not, I mean, I'm, 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 I hold on to like some of the first off the line, like I have a first off the line prism from this year case that I'm holding, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that it's like $900 a box now. So even if I break it, it's like somebody's going to, the, the customers are just going to get, you know, slaughtered. Right. Okay. So, I mean, unless that big Zion comes out. Right. So certain stuff like that, I'll hold on to just cause I look at the price point. I'm like, it's just too hard to break. Hmm. Like, you know, and be affordable for the customer. Cause I always try to put my customer hat on. If I'm selling spots at $500, then it's really not going to be worth it, you know, for one card or two cards that come out of the case. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't, I didn't think of it from that perspective. That does make a lot of sense. Interesting. Yeah. So Cause I think it's so easy to, you know, people mm -hmm. are four or five times in their, their, you know, these, these breakers that maybe don't do it on the, on the daily level that we do it. Yeah. Um, they, they just look at it like, like, oh, I can make four thousand by selling this, and yeah, that's easy, right? You yep. just gotta slap a label on it and get it right. It comes in the door, slap a label on it, goes right out the door, and you made four thousand um, dollars for not having to do any work. But right. you know, after over time, people are gonna be like, they never have the hot products. They never have the pro. Why are we still breaking these seventeen, eighteen products? Or you know, why are we not doing you know basketball? You're only doing hockey or baseball or something, right? So right, you know, they're gonna go find other people. Yep. No, hey, there you go. Business 101, right? That, that makes that makes a ton of sense. And that's, uh, I know there's a lot of folks that will end up complaining no matter what the circumstance is about not getting allocated. But at the end of the day, I think it does make sense to to find a way to reward those who are taking care of 30 folks versus the one. I think that makes a ton of sense. Right. From, from Panini and Absolutely. Top's perspective, right? Yeah, and I think they're starting to see that because they know, you know, they get they get they know who's who's breaking and who's not. So sure. they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if those folks do get cut for that reason. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. So you know, that's that's one of the things. One of the, another wax, not to switch sports for you, but one of the things that I think is going to be a really good buy um, is 2019 contenders football right now, and it's actually been trending down price wise. So tell me why? Why do you think it's going to be a good buy? Because there's so many quarterbacks that are going to going to start next year out of that class um i mean kyler murray just got d hop right so mm -hmm. you got to figure the cardinals i mean and i'm a niner fan and i don't want the cardinals to be good but i think they are going to be really good and you <laughs> and you've got you've got obviously daniel jones you got haskins and now you've got gardner Minshew who's going to start <laughs> um because they just got rid of Foles. you've got probably stidham going to start in new england because yeah. it doesn't seem like they have money to get a free agent right now so i think they're going to roll out stidham uh, you know belichick you know, can make Stidham win some games. And then you have, you know, you have a great running back class with Josh Jacobs. I know, I know quarterbacks, quarterbacks are the guys that sell, but you know, you've got a lot of skill position players like Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, mm -hmm. um, you know, that are, that could, that could do very well. And then you've got AJ Brown receiver wise, you've got uh, Debo Samuel, you've got the kid from Marquise Brown from the Ravens. And they're probably going to be in the playoffs. 
And then you got even some really good defensive guys. I mean, Nick Bosa might be a once in a generational talent in defense, which I know once again, defense guys don't sell, but JJ Watt sells pretty well. You know, you've got Brian Burns, you've got, you've got like 20, 30 guys. I feel out of contenders that could, you know, potentially be, you know, leading the NFL in their categories. I was expecting about 15 seconds of you pitching contenders. You just, you thoroughly convinced me. You must've broken a few cases <laughs> of, uh, of contenders football. <laughs> a few. Yeah. Maybe like 70, but I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been buying it, you know, on the secondary market and I, 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 you know, who knows what happens with 2020 football with this COVID, right? I mean, I know it's going to be a big rookie class, but we don't know if there's going to be a rookie, a rookie premier. premier. Um, we don't right. know if, um, we don't know if they're the shipping, the people that make the cards are going to have be forced to shut down. So there could be delay in the new product. So, you know, you, you, you may not have 2020 product right away. And if you look at the trends for football, when 2019 came out, 2018 was doing well because Lamar Jackson, right? You had Lamar Jackson. Right. When 2018 came out, 2017 was doing well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the second year it kind of pops off, you know, in a sense. Right. So, and Contenders is, you know, is the product really. I mean, NT's coming out on Friday. We'll see how that does. But, but I think NT's, you know, comparing what we were just talking about, the NT's are already high. The Contenders is a more affordable right. product level. No, that, that's, I think it's a great perspective. It really is. And I think uh, w what a good class will do. Let's just assume that we are playing football next year. And we all, I think everyone agrees this is going to be a great rookie class. What the 2019-20 NBA rookie class did for the 2018-19 rookie class and values yeah. should be what we're excited about for football. Because I, I don't think you see Luka Doncic you know, clearing two grand on his PSA 10 without Zion creating all this additional momentum. And I think that has the possibility of happening in football. Absolutely. And I think what happens is, is, you know, you have guys that are so unachievable, like a Patrick Mahomes or even Lamar at his height, that people gravitate towards the next guy. Well, that next guy might be Kyler Murray, you know. Yeah. So, there I mean, go. the guy was the only guy in the league at one point with 3,500 yards passing and 500 rushing. He was the only guy doing that. Mm -hmm. So and you had a rookie you had a rookie coach and, um, you know, a guy and he did fairly well. He almost beat the Niners twice. It was two close games. We almost lost to them. And, yeah. uh, you know, now with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, who knows what they're going to draft and maybe other moves they're going to make. No doubt. No, you got me excited. You got me excited for sure. Definitely. <laughs> All right. A couple more minutes. Tell, tell us about the rest of 2020. Anything big happening with, uh, with Mojo that we should be excited about? Any big changes? Um, we're going to be, uh, opening opening the new shop, man. We got 4,000 square feet. We're going to be opening up. Um, I mean, we have a shop, have a shop now, but it's only 1700 square feet. So we're gonna be opening up a, you know, a bigger shop. We're going to be, um, having more, more, more breaks. Hopefully we're going to set up a full-time, uh, personal box channel, hopefully oh. uh, trying to find people that open up cards is, is, is hard, but you know, we're going to be on the, on the lookout for those once we're able to. And, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, we're just trying to just grow this thing a little bit more. And, uh, Really focus. We're going to be more in a in a in a, a higher higher traveled area here in San Jose. So we're going to get a little, a little more foot traffic for the shop and stuff like that. That's awesome. I love the. So you're talking like twenty four seven opening boxes. Is that the ultimate goal? 
Well, maybe, um, <laughs> but no, we, <laughs> so right now we have, we have our one channel and we only do personals like two times a week or most of the time only once a week. Right. So okay. because the breaks just take over. Right. So we're just doing breaks. We're doing like 150 breaks a week at this point. So hmm. hundred to 150, depending on the release week. So there's really no time for personals. There's no time for those guys to just pop in and say, Hey, I want you to open me up a gypsy queen or, Hey, I want you to open me up a, you know, 2020 top series one. So we want to at least we want to open up a second channel for those folks that can kind of come in at any time. And mm. then, uh, yeah, maybe maybe, uh, you know, there's a good point. Twenty four seven. You've got guys all over the world. Right. So, you know, you could maybe do soccer in the middle of the night. I don't know. You know, because <laughs> I mean, maybe you cater to those time zones. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I think there's uh, obviously enough appetite for it. That'd be, that'd be fun to be fun to talk about. How we could support that. Yeah, and we also are going to try to open up our, our social media more by having a bigger space. Like we kind of are crammed in here doing our, 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 our show that we do every week. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to upgrade that to look better. Um, we also want to get somebody that's uh, that's more savvy in social media that can cut up the clips and stuff like that, you know, yeah. that we don't have currently, you know, that we don't have time for. So we want to do that. And we'll have the space now because we have like eight of us in here now and yeah. it's just, we're all over each other. No kidding. So, well, I, I think you should invest in a makeup artist first. I think that that'd be that'd go a long <laughs> way for both of you. <laughs> I was actually thinking about wearing a Lucha Libre mask mask most of the time on the new HD camera. Right? No, uh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it. Good stuff, man. Well, you guys are always rocking. Best in the business. Appreciate you. Thank, thankful you're. Hey, happy. we appreciate you guys and all the data you guys provide. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you know, the bench clear media thing going on and, uh, you know, looking at the insights and the stories from, you know, all your guys' great podcasts. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Much appreciated. All right, brother. I know you got to go jump on breaks in two minutes. Yep. Gypsy queen, baby. Gypsy queen. We'll see what that's all about. Go break some gypsy queen. All right, man. Have a good time. That sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Later. All right. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the interview with Doug and Mojo Break. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, go check those guys out at mojobreak.com. I can promise you you'll enjoy putting your money over there. They do an amazing job through and through with their entire process. They are experts at group breaking, mojobreak.com. And don't forget, go leave a review for Breaker Culture on any of your favorite podcast platforms from today, Wednesday, March 25th through Sunday, March 29th. We'll be randomizing one of you reviewers and giving you a box of 2019-20 contenders basketball cards. And uh, who knows? Maybe I can get Doug to throw in a, a, a gift card or something for Mojo Break. You know what, Doug? You're listening to this. I know you are. I know you can toss something out to one of the listeners as well. All right. Uh, and as always, go check out Bench Clear Media, benchclear.com. U.S. Again, www.benchclear.us. Go check out all the amazing podcasts and YouTube channels that we got rolling at Bench Clear and have yourself an amazing week.